African America during a pandemic, and you have a beautiful wife, and now a child, stable income, uh, you know, you have a coach, you know, you're, you're successful in life. People are going to hate that. We are in a terrible situation. Uh, like, so you flaunt that. It doesn't give Americans hope. This is not the 80s. And I hope that he knows this. I think that he does. Um, it, but it made me so happy to see. Because, again, keep in mind, I like Cody Rhodes. But it's also like, as they were booing him, I'm like, this is the appropriate look. You did enough to earn this. <laughs> like, we, we cheered you when we cheered you. We liked And then it was like, all right, bro, you know what? Man... This dude, you go show you go show a bunch of wrestling fans your gorgeous wife, <laughs> like your gorgeous wife, and be like, "Yeah, this is great. This is cool." No, they're not going for it, bro. You got to go somewhere. gentlemen we welcome you in our record of glory once again to give me the book your favorite uh every 10 day or so recorded podcast about wrestling and all things my name is mike alloy with me as always it's the el guapo of professional wrestling commentary and stand-up comedy satoyo guys thanks once again for listening and we are back once again with another great week of wrestling again what an amazing time to be a wrestling fan uh, I believe we'll lead with Grand Slams, a couple of Grand Slams. Uh, a few weeks ago, we mentioned that we were behind on the New Japan product. We're still not behind. Technically, I have not seen the G1 Climaxes, which has uh, kicked off. But I have finally seen their Grand Slam uh, at, from MetLife Stadium. Uh, and, of course, this week we had the historic Grand Slam show right here, right in my backyard in Queens. I currently reside in Brooklyn uh, as AEW. Uh, had a first wrestling show from Arthur Ashe Stadium. Uh, we had a Rampage followed, or a Dynamite, I apologize, followed by a Rampage. Uh, it was a very, very interesting show. Satoyo, uh, you were supposed to be here live with me. Unfortunately, could not make it. Uh, what did you think of the shows? Uh, one, I thought I, I thought that Dynamite was good. Um, I, I mean, I think a lot of people... You know, the, we are very reactionary as a as a species in general. Uh, the Internet wrestling community is no different. I try to sit back and enjoy everything. I agree with the decision to start with Kenny and, and Danielson off the mat. I, I agree. Just get them immediately. I thought they did that excellently. They gave you the first commercial break was in 21 minutes into the match, uh, watching at home. So that was very, very excellent. I thought they had a, an excellent match. It went exactly how I thought it was going to go. And I am totally okay with that because you gave me an excellent match um, that had a proper build uh, that really picked up in pace. They got to do the crazy stuff while wrestling and you have to run it back. 
and no one came out looking bad for that. So I, I was a fan of that. Um, and especially its placement. Now, whether or not it's like, and people are all, oh, this is the greatest match and that's ever been shown on. T- I knew, I knew y'all couldn't help yourselves. You just, you couldn't, you couldn't just enjoy. Uh, but people are allowed to think what they think. Uh, I disagree. Uh, the greatest wrestling match that has ever been shown on TV for my money is Sting versus Diamond Dallas Page in 1999 for the WCW World Title. Um, you're not going to find a better one. Trust me. You can go watch it. I put that on any other match that you have in terms of the pacing of it, the audience reaction. Nothing beats it. Um, I think there's been several dozens of matches that were better than this one, to be quite honest. They've been shown on television. And that's OK. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't mind the draw as, as a booking decision. I, I do think overall, when you talk about the greatest matches of all time, having a draw, it does impact overall enjoyment. And being in the audience, quite frankly, look, I think everybody was very happy with the match. But when we realized it was going to be a draw, there was a little bit of a disappointment in the crowd, as it tends to be. Draws are by nature disappointing as are DQs and finishes. And I don't I do think it's a little funny that, you know, WWE kind of gets uh you know shed on by a lot of an internet wrestling community for their dq finishes while watching aw gets getting praised for draw when in reality they're about the same as far as the outcome but again neither i, I completely agree with the with the, the the booking decision um thought it was a great match i think um you know brian danielson is as good as anyone in the world we knew he was i don't think it was a surprise i mean he he was only off for four months uh has now lost a step Kenny Omega is still one of the best in the world. I do think one of my takeaways from that was that uh, Brian Nielsen is overall just has some of those things that Kenny lacks. Uh, you know, some of his selling um, was just a lot better. Again, uh, Brian Nielsen spent the first third of the match working on Kenny's arm, stomped it out uh, several times that never got called back to when I was saw him struggle with the arm or show any pain in that arm. Again, he was still throwing punches with it, etc. Um so, which, you know, again, I'm, I'm nitpicking, but you kind of have to almost, especially when we're talking about all-time great matches. Um, and, again, just, you know, you, you watch Kenny sell the arm and then you watch Brian sell the neck. And kind of I think that's what elevated the match, right, when with those with, when Kenny was seeing those V-triggers and the snap suplex on, um, on, on Brian. And, of course, Brian having had the history of concussions, that's an instant story. That's the reason why they could run this match. Kind of with really almost no buildup, except for hey, you know, Brian is here, let's have this match now. Um, because every match that Brian goes into, uh, you have this backstory of like, oh my god, is this going to be his final match because of the concussion and the neck issues? Um, and that added drama. And a lot of us were concerned. And at one point, I thought that maybe that's how this match was going to end. It was going to end with Kenny just v triggering him until he can't go on anymore, which would have been a good, you know, kind of heat magnet. Obviously, they didn't go this way. Um, but yeah, I thought it was like I said, great match overall. As far as the placement goes, having been there, I'm obviously the whole crowd got super hyped once we realized that we were getting this match first and kind of stayed hyped for the first 40 minutes. I don't know if they would have stayed as hyped. Um, had we sat there for an hour. The problem is they really couldn't match those heights for the rest of the night. Um, and it kind of showed especially with the next couple of matches. And I think it might have, I don't, you know, as CM Punk said, I don't know how you followed it. Uh, that I do know that you do not follow it with uh, MJF versus Brian Pillman. I think that um, they knew that they were fully aware of that. You still have to do what you have to do. So you still have to go out there and then everyone else does in fact have to follow that. I do think you put up, I, I really do think for a cooler perspective as someone watching, keep in mind, I wasn't, I wasn't there, 
But as someone watching, no, get that out the way. And like li- literally get it out the way because it's going to be the match that it's going to be regardless of its placement. Uh, so, you know, to that end, and again, to their credit, um, you know, they were chanting Pillman uh, by the end of that match. I don't know how, but it was happening. So I, I think that, um, you know, I think they went out there and I, I think they gave it a solid effort. I think Brian, Brian Pillman Jr., I don't know if it's a conditioning issue or whatever else, but he probably has to work on that. Um, and he's got time. Uh, and uh, hopefully he can establish himself as something other than Brian Pillman's son uh, as time goes along. And I think he understands that and he definitely will. But there was nowhere else for them to go but that match because you're not going to put Darby Sting versus FTR there. You're certainly not going to put the women's title match there. That is the least anticipated of the match. So you get that thing out the way. I, I don't know, man. I, I Again, I think Brian Pillman needs they need to change his entire whole thing and vibe. I'm, I'm off. I, I can't respect him as a fan. Again, I think MJF buried him in a promo two weeks ago and just completely body him, if you will, and now to win him, to beat him. And I know, you know, he did some shenanigans, but in a relatively clean fashion with a submission, nonetheless, in a match where Brian Pillman just also did not look good, as me you mentioned. I mean, on the show, being on the show with a 62-year-old and a couple of guys in the late 30s and 40s, uh, he looked by far the worst in the ring, as far as conditioning goes. Um, by far the least athletic person on, you know, a show with uh, Britt Breaker DMD, who, by no, who is getting better, but by no means is a, is a, is a great athlete. So, um, it, it, for me, both as as a as a K, in kayfabe and and in as 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 a as a in ring performer, I need to see a lot more from Brian Pillman before I uh, can see myself rooting for him again in any way, shape, or fashion. Um, and Jeff did his best to get some heat on, on the match, and, and he did. To be fair, he succeeded. Um, you're right; there were chats by the end of it, but um, it, it is what it is. Uh, the next match was you know you talk about heat. Uh, Cody Rhodes, I think, might have been the most booed man in that stadium. Um, you love to see it, baby. You love to see it. You loved. I honestly, I think that Cody is quite possibly the biggest heel in wrestling, and I don't know if he's having a hard time accepting that. <laughs> Maybe he understands it and is fully aware of it. Uh, I don't think you keep on showing up looking like Homelander. <laughs> you have to know, unless unless you have such crazy cognitive dissonance, you sort of have to know. Um, that okay, something's happening here. And on one hand, yeah, but he shows up like Homelander, but on the other hand, he brings his wife along with me for mm-hmm. six. It's it is weird. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I can't figure out if he's leaning, leaning into it or not. Yeah, I think that hopefully he has to understand that changes need to be made because the reality, and I'll say this when Cody was a heel, you know, when he was probably the top solo guy on the independence, maybe him and Drew Galloway at the time. You know, he was, I mean, him as a, he was excellent. That's and that's, yeah. And I, and I say this, I say this part of me is like, Hey man, you might be afraid to turn heel. Cause you might bury some guys, but you gotta do that because that's how the people are taking to you. Because unfortunately you have done enough where people it's like, yo, we are in America during a pandemic and you have a beautiful wife and now a child stable income uh you know you have a coach you know yeah you're successful in life people are going to hate that we are in a terrible situation uh like so you flaunt that it it doesn't give americans hope this is not the 80s and i hope that he knows this i think that he does um but it made me so happy to see 
because again, keep in mind, I like Cody Rhodes, but it's also like, as they were booing him, I'm like, this is the appropriate look. You did enough to earn this. <laughs> like we, we cheered you when we cheered you. We liked, and then it was like, all right, bro, you know what, man, this dude, you go show, you go show a bunch of wrestling fans, your gorgeous wife, <laughs> like your gorgeous wife and be like, yeah, this is great. This is cool. No, they're not going for it, bro. You got to go somewhere. And, and the finish of the match was totally appropriate. Oh, I agree. I agree. I, I enjoyed the finish. I thought um, they got there uh, eventually. They didn't quite – I couldn't – again, I, I think they, they still had Cody wrestle as a baby face. And, and that, again, it just didn't click particularly well. Um, and also, here's the thing. Alistair Black is just cool. I'm sorry, Malachi Black. Do apologize. Uh, he's just fucking cool, man. It's yeah. really hard to get people to boom. Yep. Uh, they tried their best with, uh, you know, him um, – uh, kicking uh, Fuego del Sol, but th- that he has wore off completely. So um, we cheered him when he killed Fuego. <laughs> we cheered him. We killed Fuego del Sol on live television, and we were like, "This is the coolest thing that has ever happened." <laughs> like he's, it's he's hard. Cool. It's hard. It's hard to beat naturally cool. Hard to beat it. Yeah, and he's as naturally cool as as uh, as there is. And I think you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I think this was a decent feud overall. I'm, well, we will see. I, I'm assuming it's over now. Um, Maybe they'll do one more. They run back one more. Um, but yeah, I think this feud, if it's not over yet, then not, now is the time again. If you if there ever there was a time to do a double turn, um, is to you know that's how you finish off this feud. You turn Alistair face and and you turn Cody heel and whatever you were gonna do with one, you kind of you switch your plans for both of them going forward. I think. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's the only way to really sell. If you want to give Cody a win, if you are obsessed with doing that, that is the way to do it. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, of course, I don't know either of these individuals, but hopefully the man is at peace enough with his ego to understand that, yeah, man, people are booing you right now. You haven't given them enough reasons to like you. You've given them enough reasons to resent you. So you have to go in another direction. I agree with you. I uh, believe the next match, if my memory says correctly, was FTR versus uh, Sting and Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, huge pop for Darby. Darby's a star. Yes, he is. There. Um, you know, Sting is a is a legend. Uh, I thought it was, you know, it was what it was, uh, which is was mm-hmm. really good. I mean, FTR don't you know typically have bad wrestling matches, and they bumped their ass off for both Darby and for yep. Sting. Yep. Um, and again, the Sting and, and Darby are as over as any act. So watching it live was cool as well. Didn't think it was, you know, it is is it like among the top fifty FTR matches? Probably not. But it didn't need to be. It was not supposed to be a wrestling clinic. It was supposed to be a, good, a few good moment, and that's what we got here. Yeah, uh, always a terrifying and exciting time to see my favorite professional wrestler of all time get in the ring. I think it's a testament to FTR. Uh, I think it is a testament to Darby. I think it's a testament to Sting, especially when you factor in the guy doesn't need to give his body at 62. You know, it's one of those things where it's like you can help without giving up your body, and he's like, yeah, but I'm gonna give you my body. So uh, credit to him. We don't need it. <laughs> we don't need it. I don't need to see Sting wrestle. Um, every time I have seen it, I have been very, very happy because one, it's always over delivered in this in this AEW run. Um, but it has not been. And again, to his credit, he's kind of over delivered in the in, throughout his 50s and 60s, which is kind of insane. Um, so I don't need it. I'm happy that it happens. And most importantly, I'm happy that he's like standing at the end of it and, and, and safe. 
uh, because people think, you know, yeah, he broke his neck, but it's cumulative affect with that guy. That guy was in the ring with Vader for like two years straight. Like that'll change you, <laughs> you know? My only thing is we don't need, I don't need to see uh, him uh, submitting any any current superstars. Uh, I understand it was a few good moment and it got a pop, but like you are a 62 year old legend, man. You can let, let the Darby pick up a dub after, especially after his loss to CM Punk or, um, you know, I mean, you will need to see you submitting anybody at this at this point in your career. That's but, more that's that's more than fair. But it's also discounting the fact that the Scorpion Deathlock is one of the most vaunted and terrifying finishers in all. Of the <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that's that's more than fair. I mean, you could have done both. You could have had right have uh, Darby. I would, get I, the, yeah, I would have preferred. Why you holding yep. the other member in, in yep. the submission lock and he's stepping out, but not yep. the match. Yep, um, I agree. Again, a small nitpick. Not yeah. de- again. This it, it it was what it was, and it did its job. Mm-hmm. Uh, as like I said, a, a feel-good display of two of the biggest stars. And for main event, again, shout-out to uh, AW. Always, they're really good, again, the optics, right? I think, and I think they're really good at presenting uh, both uh, DMD, uh, Brie Baker, as one of their biggest stars. And also, they're really good at, at uh, showing how far they've come along as far as um, the, the prestige of their women's championship. By having it headline there this particular show against Ruby Soho, um, I thought it was a good match. It didn't really change my opinion of either woman too much. I mean, I think Britt's strength now seems to be obviously is her character work and her mic work. Um, her in ring gimmick it seems to be just stealing all of the cool moves from other wrestlers. Yep. Uh, she's she's, she's doing the or, or or Seth Rollins. She's um, doing the Miz. She's doing the Miz. I mean, the Miz, at least there was a reason why the Miz stole Daniel Bryan's moves. There was a story there, right? And, and of course, he kept him afterwards. I don't see what the story is for her using the stomp or uh, or the the the, uh, the, the cross avalanche. Uh, or He's air raid. Right. Sorry, that's what it's called. Um, but uh, hey, fuck it, man. It looks cool. Um, yeah, their moves she can pull off effectively without hurting people. Yeah, that avalanche did not look good, by the way. I don't know how, how it came across on TV. That avalanche looked rough for, for a second. Um, yeah. Ruby Soho, still, again, I like her kicks. I don't. I think she's a solid worker. I don't quite get the, 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 the hype. But, hey, she, she's, a, she's a local native New Yorker. She got the, the hero's welcome. And they made her look pretty strong in defeat. So good, good booking all around. Yeah, I think with uh, with and keep in mind, like I think this might have been Ruby's longest singles match in a few years. Um, so <laughs> it's probably true. Yeah, so, confused, yeah, yeah. So credit to her for having the the wind. I mean, I, I just have to say it. Like I'm like, you don't, you ain't put that much time in in the ring like that solo in years. So I thought that was really really cool. Um, again, to me, Britt Baker. Such an interesting character. I do believe she's the most over woman in professional wrestling right now. I don't understand it, but Trump was president once and didn't understand that either. So I accept that there are things that I do <laughs> not uh, understand. Uh, she's also the Roman Reigns of the women's division in professional wrestling. She has to beat everyone and everyone has to lose to her finish. It's just how it, apparently it has to be. Uh, they put on a good, solid match. Um they they still found a way to make Ruby look strong even in defeat. I could have done without the tapping, but you know, again, that's a finish. Yes, yeah, a finish, and she and you got to eat that. So there it goes. I mean, she's a star again. I think AW has a very strong support base. Some of because AW has been really good. I mean, they've been doing good booking. Some of it is, let's be honest, anti anti WWE sentiment is very strong, and people want to see an alternative. Um, and I think 
so far, the only woman they really featured on a consistent basis has been Brie Baker. So I think who else are you going to get the support behind if not mm-hmm. her, really? Uh, if you are an AEW fan. Uh, I mean, Nyla Rose is probably the only other one, woman I've seen them often on television. She was just never portrayed as... Uh, she was portrayed as a monster, but not necessarily a star, if that makes uh, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, she... Here's the thing. Britt Baker is just so over that you just have to put her... You just have to. And she does resonate with the audience in such a way. She is very good on the mic. Um, she does, in fact, resonate tremendously with the with the live audience. Not many people, uh, you know, in professional wrestling in the United States, male or female, can claim this. So you're going to push her as such, um, you know, and uh, and she does elevate the title, much like a car. She did. She did. Uh, and, and Nyla Rose did when she won it, you know, initially. But, you know, she definitely elevated in terms of like match work and being this proud warrior like champion and now you have Britt baker who to me is kind of like in a weird way you know i just described her as the roman reigns of of pro wrestling but she kind of has like this shane douglas effect very polarizing figure um but everywhere everywhere Britt baker goes immediately becomes pittsburgh it's wild. It's very wild to see wherever she goes. It literally becomes Pittsburgh. And then when she goes to, to Pittsburgh, she is God. That is that's over. That's just wildly. Over. Is. She is. And I can't I can't really argue as much as I want to, because, again, I'm not I, I can't lie about it. I'm just not a super big Baker fan yet. I, I I appreciate her improvement. I appreciate her. The skills that she does have. But I can't argue with the fact that she's probably. I don't think there is another woman who is as over as she is right now. Nope. Um, with again, overall thoughts on Dynamite. I haven't been there live. I thought it was a really good show. I, yeah, I'm not gonna let's not compare it to SmackDown. I could if you want me to. If that's what you, if, if that's the guy what you guys want, hit me up on Twitter. I'll tell you my honest thoughts. I'd rather not compare them. Um, actually, it was very good. I thought, like I said, um, I, I got why you start off with the uh, with the Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega. I just thought it kind of backfired because the show never sustained that high. Not that it really realistically could, but that 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 was what they had. They couldn't have gone any other way. That you just you just couldn't have because you're not gonna put Britt and Ruby first. You're just not. You're mm-hmm. gonna start off in the hottest way possible, and you're it is the and again it's on the onus of the crowd. Like it'll never get that high again, but it's not supposed to. And I don't think that from a television perspective, because there's going to be more people watching than there are people in the audience. You don't make people wait for that. You want to grab them immediately and keep them as opposed to being like our main event, because then you're giving people the impulse to change the channel. This is like, well, now we got you. Well, and for what it's worth, I mean, I, uh, I, I just think that this was. You had this super great moment, and then, but that's the only thing you can describe as great on the whole show. And you kind of want multiple great things for a truly great show, just to have some sort of sustained momentum. Yeah, a lot of good things happen on the show. I think it was a very good show, but then you had this half an hour of just greatness kind of front loaded. Um, either way, I thought again, I I am very happy that I got to see it in in person. Yeah, I think, and again, I think to people who didn't like the draw. I think they have to you have to harken back to a time where like the draw was like really a favor and it was a gift to give the the antagonist an opportunity to do it again. So, you you know, the draw was really the right call. I do under I understand people being like, oh, it kind of took it was kind of disappointing. It took the energy out. All I would say to that is respectfully grow up. 
because that's the point of the damn thing. That just is, you know what I'm saying? Like when Flair was doing Broadway's, like that was kind of, now it's annoying because he would do it everywhere, but when he would do it the first time, it's like, that's really cool. We get to see this again. No one was complaining when Sting and Flair went 45 on the first Clash of the Champions. Again, grow up. And, and something that AEW has not overused, and also AEW has, they have earned the benefit of the doubt for us mm-hmm. to know that they'll, 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 they'll give it back to us. My only time, with, again, I'll only bring up the draw in a negative light when people talk about this being the greatest thing of all time. To me, the, the match, where we think of a match that should be called the greatest of all time, the greatest TV match of all time, is the match that had a definitive winner because that's, I mean, it's, it, it's more satisfying. That's it. That's that's the only kind of when I would bring it up in a negative light. I think booking wise, I have absolutely no problem with it from the fact that, like I said, AW earning the um, uh, the benefit of the doubt to the fact that, again, this is, it just makes all the sense in the world. This is the first meeting between the two in the story that wasn't really told. It's not the time to declare a definitive winner yet. Mm-hmm. So, again, no, no issues with it whatsoever on my end, at least. Uh, let's go straight into the rampage, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Did you have anything else you want to say about Dynamite? No. Nope. Yeah. So Rampage, again, being, being there live, started off right away. There was very little break time in between the two. Um, started off with uh, CM Punk versus Hobbs. Again, they wanted to keep that mm-hmm. energy going. Um, I thought it was a good match. I didn't think it was as good as the Darby Allen match that CM Punk had. I think Hobbs is a incredible athlete, and you can see the power in display, and you can see his agility on display. I do think he's still a little bit green, and it kind of mm-hmm. showed in the match. Um I am very happy. I think if Hobbs didn't have the fucking neck of a goddamn bull, it might be snapped in two right now because that hurt Corona did not look good live. I don't know how it looked mm-hmm. on television. But it looked uh, terrible. That was that was a scary moment. Uh, mm-hmm. But I thought overall, again, you know, you you gave Hobbs a good look. I think yeah, he still has to work on his conditioning a little bit, maybe improve his moveset a little bit. Um, but I thought, you know, and CM Punk still looks good and still looks as a, a guy who is one of the best in the world. Yeah, imagine coming back from seven years out and then just having good matches. One, having a good match. Both both guys, comparative to you, are green, right? Um, But the second guy being very green. I liked the match. I thought it was a very good match. I thought it was a very good pro wrestling match. So you do things in the match that you try to do things that make sense as opposed to being super nonsensical. You play up the size uh, difference. You play up the strength difference. You You do a bit of big man, little man. Like, you do a bit of that. They did that. CM Punk looked in pain. Um, he was being dominated. Uh, they didn't. And again, he also was of a, a wrestling mind. And even when he was active, you know, in his 30s, he was much like when he was an established star. He was like, I'm not going to do too much outside of this. That doesn't make no sense. And he's kept that. And that's sort of what and especially that will be what sustains him. Um, you know, so I thought, again, good match. I liked it. And, and I agree with you. He does wrestle like somebody who is very conscious of his bump cut. Yes. I, I do think once you put it in my in, in my head, last time we talked about the Darby Allen match, I think uh, watching that, he, he makes sure, you know, again, every bump card, if, if I'm going to take a bump, it's going to be a long, drawn out, kind of yeah. get the crowd on their feet for the uh, for the elbow drop. Type yes. of thing. I'm not going to just like start doing crazy suicide dives or anything like that. Yeah. Um, ain't no need for that. Ain't no need for that at all. Um, mm-hmm. So, again, it, well, it did his job. Uh, the next up, boy... This is gonna annoy you, but I gotta tell you, man, Adam Cole is very over. He is He's super he might over. Be the most over. I, I mean, I think he got the biggest pop of the night for the entrance, more so than Daniel well, Bryan, 
Well, no, everybody's saying along with CM Punk. So him and CM Punk are probably the two most. You know, you know, you know why? You know, you know why? Because so far as he's been on national television, he's always had cool entrance music. That's true. So I mean, it's it's the it's the Razor Ramon effect. When Kevin Nash went up to Scott Hall and said, "You know why you're gonna get over? You have cool entrance music." <laughs> I'm not gonna front. Look that that his song is a is a it's on the charts. Like it's actually top ten on the charts. It's a good like even I hear it and I'm like, this song is cool. It's a cool song and it plays into his whole shtick. It's a it's very smart. It's very intelligent. It's the right thing to do. Having said that. When the bell rings, I could deal with watching anything else. Thank you, and you're welcome. <laughs> it was fun. It's fun. Yeah. I, I, I would have loved to have you there alive, man. That that's yeah. of all the matches. That's the one I really wanted you there for. Cause I, I get why. You, and I told you, and I texted you. I'm like, yo, you're gonna hate this. Yeah, you're gonna hate this. But yeah, it's so much fun in person. I, I'm wondering if if the fun that everybody will, will be having around you would turn you around to on this match. Cause I it was not, a fun match. I do not submit to peer pressure. <laughs> you would not have enjoyed that. No, I wouldn't have. Jo- I would have. I would have been. I would have looked at everyone else and been like, "You're being unreasonable. You're being ridiculous. <laughs> All of you are wrong for this, and you are supporting it. You people sit there and you cheer for this, and you all you're saying is you're giving them permission to do it more. You disappoint me thoroughly with this nonsense. Well, I, I, can I guess your the least favorite moment of of your match? Yeah, go for it. The kiss was it? The kiss? It was the kiss. I, I figured that that's when I texted you, by the way, yeah. on the timing. If you go back. Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. when I texted you. It was, um, it was what it is. I, my only thing I, I enjoy the life. And the only thing I will add, man, if Luchasaurus is not your world champion at some point, then somebody fucked up. Yeah, Luchasaurus hot tag is, is over. Luchasaurus is over. That guy is absolutely the fucking man. Yeah. Put a champion on that goddamn <laughs> dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. Re- I mean, yeah, he's a dinosaur. So who's going to beat a dinosaur, really? Bro, I at want, some point. I want, I want a limited edition dinosaur belt, AEW <laughs> championship belt. I will, I will spend an unreasonable amount of money on this goddamn, <laughs> yeah. on the, on this goddamn toy. Let's to do it. Let's the go. customized, the customized Luchasaurus title. I love. Let's that. go. <laughs> there's, there's money there, man. That's it. That he's your star. Told, he can totally translate over with the kids too. I mean, goodness gracious! Like if I was a child, I'd be really into that. Like I'd be really, really into. I was always into got people painting their face or having cool masks as a kid watching wrestling. Oh my, I thought Jushin Thunder Liger was like the coolest. Does that, cause I didn't, I thought he was like some superhero thing. I didn't under, I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was cool. And that's all. And he's a super athlete too, man. And yes. like realistically speaking, that dude can, should be able to beat anybody in AEW. Because yeah. he's as big and as athletic as anybody on that roster. Um, yep. And again, you, you give him a singles run, they just the opportunities open up. I would love to see him against Hobbs. We'd love to see him against Cage. Uh, Brian Kenjian, Christian Cage, I suppose. Um, yeah. Hey, man, just all the bigger guys, you know, are now open uh, if he if he ever goes solo. Jungle Boy is also super over, we should acknowledge. It, again, I thought it was a good, fun match. Kind of delivered what you expected. Um, afterwards, I left. I have watched the rest of the show on television with the rest of you. Um what do you think? What do you think of uh, Chris Jericho and uh, and Hager taking on the Man of the Year? It was about what I expected. Um, it's the Men of again. Page and Page and Scorpio Sky have the reputation, and Page has talked about this at length 
I'm so good. I can work with anyone and I can build up anything. It's like, that's a good thing, but it also becomes a bad thing in a way because you're expected to sit there to showcase and to make other people. Um, so, I mean, I expected those two to be very, very solid. And I expected Jericho to be Jericho and Hager to be Hager, quite frankly. That's not even that's not even a knock. It was just it was about what I expected. It was what it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think from there on, I mean, and again, I've I would I left, so I didn't watch. I did not particularly I think Rampage is better as a one hour show. Uh and I think the rest of the show kind of dragged it down. I mean, the the eight person tag was fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have Santana again, you have Santana Ortiz and uh uh, the Lucha Bros, I mean, they, they're they always just fun. And especially it's like, hey, we have an eight-man match that's going to last up 10 minutes. I just get a lot of shit in there. Um, not a huge fan of uh, of um, of the private party. I'm not a huge fan of uh, of the Butcher. I think uh, the Blade is the one guy you can maybe do something with. But um, it was what it was. Again, it was a lot of flippy shit and uh, a lot of cool moves and a lot of people going Zero Mierdo, which is a fucking cool thing to say. First of all, I will tolerate no butcher and blade slander on this podcast. They are cool. Which one is the bigger one? The bigger guy. A bit, the the butcher is the big guy. The big okay. I like the blade. I yeah, like the, the, blade, one, the guy yeah. who's more lean. Is he can yeah. go? I've he seen him go. go. Oh. He, he, yeah, he's the good. Blade, the blade is excellent. The blade and also blade has been around for a long time. He's like a twenty year vet. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, I, I mean, I think I honestly I do believe I think. Butcher and Blade should have had, they should get more. Uh, but I understand, and they did to start the promotion. Uh, so to see them sort of get lost in the shuffle because the Butcher was hurt. So there was a reason why they sort of did the mix up. Butcher was injured for, for a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lucha Bros are over. They're cool. Santana and Ortiz, they're cool. Um, Butcher and the Blade, I believe, are cool. Um, so, you know, private party, they're coming along. Um, so, yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't I don't particularly care about the, the hair versus hair thing that we have going on. Right. It's just, you know, it's it's a cool, it's a cool lower, lower card thing, I guess. You know, something to keep people uh, on TV and keep them busy. But uh, I'm not particularly invested in it, to be honest. Yes. Uh, Penelope Ford and Anna Jay did now, you watched it live, right? Penelope. So did that match? Did they not show the ending to this match? Because when I watched it back later, I just saw. I just saw it went to commercial break and then it was over. Uh, yeah, I believe they showed the ending of that. Okay, I believe, I believe that got shown. You know, I believe so. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was what it was. And lastly, and this is I'm not gonna lie, I found this match to be disappointing. Um. We had the lights out between Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, and Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki. Big fan of all four gentlemen in here. Haven't been a fan of Eddie Kingston until recently. He is proving me wrong. He mm-hmm. can still go in the ring as he showed against Miro. This match didn't click for me, man. Something was off. The pacing was a little odd. There was a lot of standing around, watching your partner get beat up and not doing anything. There was a lot of, uh, you know... Um, John Moxley was isolated for like five minutes and yeah. it was his died. And Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer spent most of the time walking around. Um, just again, just something did not click. Uh, good to see Homicide, who is a fucking legend, yeah. Uh, but I sorry, under delivered as far as maybe the only yeah. thing that really truly under delivered on uh, on, on the night, 
you'll have that you have rough set you know I, I just thought it was an ugly brawl you know which is kind of what I expected I going into it I was not super enthused for the match to be perfectly honest with you okay so to me it could only over it could only over deliver in my eyes because I wasn't I didn't have a hard on for it so the fact that it was what it was was totally fine to me because I'm just like okay yeah I didn't I just I didn't for what I just knew what I was seeing was what I was going to see. I figured it would be an ugly brawl, a little clunky at points, disjointed in other points, but fine. And then, and, and we got through it. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. I guess I might, I, I don't know. I mean, we have four guys who've made their name in hardcore matches. Uh, and, and in the, in the lights out match, I expected just a little bit more chaos, maybe a little more, bumps uh a little more chaos a little more some entertainment um, I, I, yeah i, I think and then what we've got there's been i think that all four of them in there and they're run i think especially with mox there have been there have been a little bit there have been too many matches where he's bled unintentionally <laughs> so mm. it's like you kind of gotta you know what i'm saying it's like all right you know what can we can we do a safe one today can we just let's just let's get medium crazy tonight we'll say his lights out but we don't have to We've already been killing ourselves, type thing. Um, it's more yeah. if, if anybody's earned it. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Um, overall, again, I thought AEW Grand Slam was good. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It was good. No, and, and good, and keep in mind, good is about what you can hope for, especially when that was what overall four or five hours of wrestling. Um, and I get, I do appreciate AEW so much for the fact that since they're not doing monthly or or are two pay-per-views in a month they have to give you a product they, their tv has to then have a pay-per-view vibe it, it is it is necessary so i very much appreciate them for that and giving me a good good two shows i will not be mad at i will say this if this was because this was kind of billed as a pay-per-view if this was a pay-per-view they had to do especially in one go four hours uh like a lot of people do, had to do live um i would be a little disappointed by it i gotta be gotta be honest with you yeah, but it's TV, baby. It is TV, baby. It's different. And again, it's different. But they but they honestly you book for the way in which you even if you book your TV as a pay-per-view like feel, it, it's still not going to be the pay-per-view. The pay-per-view still we got to give you something different for that. There's a reason class of the champions was what it was. And then the pay-per-view was what it was. So you Fair. give us, you know, pay-per-view quality things, but it is in service of one. It can help blow off feuds, right. That are undercard help build on feuds that are main event to then go to a pay-per-view going forward. No, absolutely. Again, I think it's everything served its purpose. I just thought, again, you had one thing that kind of justified the price of admission, if you will, uh, and or justify your attention for folks at home. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it was somewhere between let's say around fine without yeah Yeah. Yeah. um and that's okay too i suppose um now uh, let's talk about the grand slam that i can honestly say i think was better Mm -hmm. i think japan grand slam was the better of the grand slams that we had in september um this was a two-night show a little bit more wrestling on this one Mm -hmm. i think this was six hour show maybe a little bit over six uh with all the press conferences and all the stuff that they do in uh, new japan Mm -hmm. but a lot of great matches and i think because I think so much of internet wrestling community's attention has switched over to AEW, I think New Japan has been flying under the radar. A lot of it's just been bad luck. <laughs> a lot of bad things happened to them. 
But I think, again, the word from um, the hype around uh, G1 Climax is saying that they're coming back. Yeah. And I think this show, being the last show before the Climax, kind of was the jumping off point for that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the big match on day one. I don't think, again, we're already four minutes into our show, so I don't want to you know, spend too much time on the undercard, unfortunately, unless there's something you really want to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought between all the Grand Slams, all the things we saw on, on the matches, I thought Jeff Cobb versus Okada was the best match. Motherfucker. Motherfucking Jeff Cobb, bro. Fuck. Having himself a year. He is having yeah. himself. He is elevating up. I always knew he was talented. Yeah. But he he has jumped on with, you know, like he he can go with anybody. Um uh, him and I mean Okada does what Okada does. Yeah. And 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 the fact that you know when you think of all the amazing feuds and, and matches Okada had, the fact that we can say Jeff Cobb is one of his best opponents now speaks volume to how good Jeff Cobb has been. Yes. Yeah. Um um I didn't expect it. I did not expect that result. I didn't expect it at all, but it's, it was the right decision. Um, and yeah, dude, Cobb is just in, in, in a promotion that is dealing it's such a prestigious promotion going through such an incredibly difficult time. Uh, one the fighting spirit, the term has never been more appropriate than it is right now with new Japan and, and their talent. Um, and the fact that like Jeff Cobb, you know, much like Shingo was just, elevating such during such a dark period and man when i went woof that boy is impressive he 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 be doing he be doing the things and so i I hope they i hope they continue to really sort of use him uh because he's one he's you know he's one of their top he is one of their top guys he's definitely one of their top foreigners right now especially with jay being over here um you know he's kind of you know and and uh osprey being out you know it's kind of it's kind of that dude yeah, man, they really do a good job of making Empire look strong. Because again, obviously, you know, Gray Khan is still very green, but he's he's gotten the push early on in his career. Um, you know, Will Ospreay, me and you on that huge fans of him. He generally has a reputation as being one of the best wrestlers in the world, and uh, you know, he's gotten a lot better on the mic, gotten a lot better with character. Uh, but now, man, Jeff Cobb maybe might be the MVP of that clique and yeah. delivering. I yeah. again, very big fan of him. Uh, very big fan of the fact that we got like another now guy, another like tough kind of yeah. stocky dude up there with Ishii and then of course Shingo they can yeah. all three of them just in the round robin can just be incredible um and yeah Okada is just a fucking we need to start talking about like Okada now I, I even though Tanahashi has 10 years on him I'm I he's pretty much there man that guy is yeah. just legend and, and, and yeah. looks good with everybody in the ring yeah he's all time he's all I mean he's all time for New Japan all and, and again here's the thing that's like so wildly amazing and kind of frustrating about dude he's all time in his early 30s the dude's like 34. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's kind of it's kind of wild, you know, uh, in, in that regard. Does, I don't know how much years he's got left, man. Those, those like, matches, his reigns took a lot out of him. Well, it, yeah, I mean, you see it now with his back and everything. Again, this is what happened. I mean, what happened? It happened to Chono. It happened to Muto, although Muto's kind of like a freak. <laughs> uh, it, it happened to Tanahashi. Also a freak, by the way. Yeah, also a freak. But when you are the guy in that promotion, you know, because things had the the style is so hard hitting. I mean, people forget how many times Tanahashi had to relinquish the title due to injury, you know, just to then come back. And like, I mean, we're talking about not just your back, but your arm, your eye, like just the craziest, like the craziest shit. Um, It's such a physical, physical style. So, yeah, I mean, people look back and they say like Okada, like beating Tanahashi out of nowhere was kind of shocking. In a way, for us, it was 
But they were like, yeah, Tana's, even though he looks amazing, he's starting to break down because why wouldn't he? So we have to plan for something. And I think Okada, he's not done. I still have Okada picked to win G1. I haven't picked to get the title back by the beginning of next year. I'm okay with um, that, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Um, but, uh, it, it, you know, yeah, yeah, it, it's coming. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of interesting things they can do, man. Again, Osprey is, is, is coming back as a champion who never lost. Uh, we still, Again, Cobb is getting now, or maybe like a, a small rocket. Um, so we'll see, man. We'll see what happens. Naito is out, unfortunately, but that means that now maybe you go with Sonata. You know, you always – that's a kind of like a trigger you haven't pulled in like two, three years that people have been expecting. So there's a lot they can do. Speaking of Tanahashi, him and uh, Koda Ibushi, another former champion who recently came back, they uh, headlined mm-hmm. the um, – they headlined one. the day one. Thank yeah. you. And uh, Tanahashi, I believe – now correct me if I'm wrong. Tanahashi was the champ going in, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm looking at profile yeah. the database and they have uh Ibushi as a champion for some no. reason. So they they've, they've fucked up on their part. Uh Ibushi, this is his comeback match after yep. he is done been dealing with injuries. Um apparently apparently, and thank you to by the way, shout out to Kevin Kelly. I think for my money, he's still the best commentator in Easily. all of in all of yeah. commentating. Um yeah. at least in English. I you know don't wanna yeah. uh I obviously can't judge anybody else. Um but him explaining the backstory of Ibushi, that he's going back from injury, that he was actually a star of a documentary show, kind of showing his role back, mm-hmm. and like explaining to us the story that I personally was not familiar with, obviously added to the match. But you don't need too much to add. It's not Hashi and Ibushi. These are yeah. two of the best wrestlers everywhere, anywhere in the world for the past 20 years. Uh, yeah. And they just did what they did in under yeah. 20 minutes. Yep. Imagine. And they say, hey, we're going to come in. We're going to give you this 17-minute banger. Go and keep that. <laughs> it was, it's like we gonna come in look we gonna just do we just, it's gonna be good we just gonna do it and then we gonna get out your way so yeah i, I thought hey, when you when you great when you're just when you are just historically great you can just do stuff like that um and again and i think it's good for tanahashi it is very good and very necessary for the united states title that the biggest winner in that was the title itself um because the title needs that it needs the massaging and it needs to because we are very familiar with it here in the states because pandemic yeah yeah because of John Moxley and pandemic uh but the but you know the new japan fans in japan need to really be more familiarized with that and understand build up the lineage of that title yeah and again we're just watching them too i think uh you know the ibushi can still go i was you know a little bit worried with the with the, the the rash of injuries he had Still, that golden triangle moonsault still looks as good as any any move in wrestling. He can still strike it really well. Um, and, I mean, Tanahashi is just fucking ageless, man. He, yeah. the, he can still do those dragon screws and work in the knee and and and, and do the uh, twist and shouts and high five yeah. flows all day. So, yeah. just a very, very good main event. Not as good as the match that preceded it, but that was like an epic, you know. Yeah. And, that, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, anything, any other matches you want to cover from night one? Now, from night one, I'm, I'm good. All right, let's move on to night two. Night two, we had I we usually don't talk about the tag team uh division of New Japan, but I, I thought the triple threat was just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, really into the the dangerous trackers. Yeah. Um, I thought that you know, uh, Zach Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi, I think they're a cool teams. I, I you don't imagine uh, Zach Sabre Jr. hot tag to be thrilling, yeah. but yeah. uh, it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Sabre Jr. is like he's kind of he's just such a interesting 
cat. Like he's really grown over me, grown on me over these last uh, few years. But yeah, I thought they had a fun little piece of business. Um, it would, I mean, it did go a little long for me. Um, sure. You know, but that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I do, I really like the team of Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. Somehow they just work. And that's sometimes a good, great thing about tag teams. You can bring two, uh, two, two guys together who just on paper, it doesn't seem like they make any sense that you bring them together. They make all the sense in the world. So, Yeah. Naito and Sonata, but Naito is on with injury, so this might be the last time we see him in the ring. But uh, Naito and Sonata had a, a really fun tag team as well. I love their kind of fast-paced tag team offense. Um, and Zack Sabre Jr., he's another guy who's getting a, a rock to his back. He beat uh, um, Shingo in uh, in the G1. I haven't seen yeah. the match, but obviously heard about it. So, yeah. And I think storyline-wise, he's the one who injured uh, Naito out of the tournament yep. as well. Yep. So they're really booking him to, to make him look very, very strong over yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's the right decision, right? It's like, it's the correct choice. Um, and it's, you know, you got to like right now, especially pandemic, I think they were already on that on pace for that. But like now, you know, some guys are out, you have a title that's in the States that can't make it back to Japan because of the pandemic. Uh, so you're, yeah, it makes sense to build up a Zack Sabre Jr. Absolutely. Um, and you, let me see next up we had, Oh, uh, we had the return of Hiromu Takahashi, uh, the probably the, the last big uh, super like giant of the of the the superweight uh, junior division over there in uh, in in Japan. Of course, his longtime rival Ibushi. Oh, sorry, um, uh, Kushida uh, is of course in uh, in NXT now. Uh, Osprey and and Shingo have both left the division to become heavyweight. So now. He is the most popular. He's the face of the division. Um, going up against the champion, the champion, Robbie Eagles, another. Oh, I guess he's the first because Jay White is from New Zealand, technically. Uh, but it's not a real country, whatever. It's all Australia. Um, and Robbie Eagles is from the big continent of Australia. He's the uh, the first champion, Australian New Japan champion. Uh, and he retained in a, I thought it was a great, great match and a very surprising outcome. Uh, yeah. Being the face of the division. Yeah, excellent match. Did not see it coming. Did not see him winning by submission at all because, um, you know, this is not, for better words, it's not Takahashi's first injury. It's not the first time he's had to relinquish the title. But every single time he's had to do it, he comes back and wins it right back immediately. So I figured that was going to happen because, as Mike said, he's the face of the division. Did not see Robbie Eagles winning at all. Did not see him winning by submission in an excellent match. So that kind of like, that was, I was like, oh boy. Oh, and it made me look at it, made it turned a situation where I was like, oh man, you know, Robbie Eagles, you know, he's gonna this his stock only goes up after this. And then it's like, oh, okay, you demand then. Oh, that's okay. That's what's up. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a big cosign of Robbie Eagles. And I do think they see something in him that maybe, you know, there's been this like long, like second tier of, uh, of junior heavyweights uh, in Japan, you know, with the previous champions, the Fantasma, the Bushi, the. Yeah, uh, etc. All those guys, and I think they see something Robbie Eagles that they don't see in those guys to get that cosign. Yeah, uh, and then of course the main event, which got some mixed reviews here. I disagree, and I think it's you know we had Shingo Takagi defeating Evil. Um, in a, it's an evil match. It's an evil as a member of Bull Club match. So there was a lot of shenanigans. Mm. I think. The crowd was into it, man, and I don't. And I know that's what not what people want from New Japan. That's not why, especially over here in the United States, we watch New Japan for a long, you know, 
50 minute epic main events. Yeah. Uh, this was not it. This was not, this was a very uh, attitude era booking, but the crowd was into it the entire time. Yeah, I think evil is evil, right? I look at it from the perspective of I went into this being like, I got to watch evil. Like, so I was already like, I, in an evil match is an evil match. You know what I'm saying? But I actually do feel that the interference helped the match tremendously and significantly because it gave the dragon another thing to overcome. So he wasn't just overcoming evil. He was overcoming the whole bullet club. And that was what the audience was into. That's what, that's what pulled us in. And as a result, I thought now, again, I didn't need to see 30 minutes of it, but it did what it was supposed to do. And I was not mad because also like I had the anxiety of, oh my God, is evil going to become the world champion again? Like that is an anxiety inducing feeling for anyone, I would think. So, but I think they did, but I think that's even good because it's like, oh God, he could in fact win. Uh, and they've done this before. They've proven that they will do this thing. But no, the dragon had to overcome more than just evil. He had to overcome Bullet Club, further establishing the dragon as unquestionably the guy who is the man right now in that yep. promotion that's how you make your baby face and i don't yep. again i know that's not what people expect from new japan but i it, it didn't make it worse at all uh the fact that again uh, i keep saying neither was is our injury and we got to see the whole lij in the ring together it was a nice little pop and a nice little treat for the crowd as well i thought they did some cool sports entertainment which again yep. i know that's not what we go watch new japan for but they still have a live audience. They still have a home market and they have a baby face to establish. And, you know, especially because they pulled the trigger on Shingo probably a little bit sooner than they wanted to. So I have it's, no it's, problem with it. And I enjoy watching it. And it's evil, bro. You have to you have to you got to do more than just have him in the ring. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, let evil do, give you 30. No, no one wants this. Very true. But so overall, again, uh, highly recommend, again, New Japan, now the G1 Climax is, is the most exciting time of the year over the promotion. I think this was a great kickoff for that time. Really enjoyed the New Japan Grand Slam. Uh, we've already been talking for an hour. We got a, we still got to preview Extreme Rules, which is happening tomorrow. Um, so let's not waste any time and get straight into it. Um, I think WWE is having some momentum right now, man. Dare I say we had a great Monday Night Raw. Uh, and we had, you know, SmackDown continues to be really, really good. So I am pretty excited for this card. What's the use of it? I'm not excited. Uh, but not even a little bit. No, but it's going to be good. Uh, here's the thing. And Eric Bischoff said this, and I, I do think that it rings true. He said, uh, the only time, the most, the, when I, Vince McMahon is the most effective when he believes he's in a fight. So since he believes that he's in a fight, I guess they might be trying to up their game a little bit here. And I'm not. And here's the thing. Like I now let me I'll go down the match card. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Not particularly excited for that. I think Lynch retains um, Damian Priest versus Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. I am excited for that because uh, I because I don't know what's going to happen. And also, I mean, not, no, it's cool. Like it's and also, bro, let's not be mistaken. You put Jeff Hardy in, in prime time. Somehow, some way, that man is going to find a way to give you what he has to enthrall the audience. He's do he does it every time. So I am looking forward to that. Charlotte Flair versus Alexa uh, Bliss. Not really looking forward to that, but I do think it'll be good. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't think they pull the trigger. I think Charlotte retains because she must. Um, Roman Reigns versus the Demon. I am not excited for this because everything for Roman. We're beating the Demon tomorrow night. Everything for Roman. And you shake your head and like, no, 
He's be, he beats everyone. He beats everyone. Okay. Also, 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 again, I said before, and I'll say it again, having no personality is not a personality. Uh, the Usos versus the Street Profits. That will be excellent. That will be excellent without question. And I think the Usos retain Liv Morgan versus Carmella. Hopefully they're establishing Liz. Uh, again, it will be That's good. But I am, as Hollow the Don would say, I'm not excited. I disagree with you. Let me go down the card and tell you why I'm excited for each one of these matches. I think this is an because this has a chance to be an amazing pay-per-view. I think the build, this might have been the best built pay-per-view, uh, definitely with WWE, and maybe to be honest, of all the whole year. Um, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, I'm super excited for. I think one, we get Becky's first real match in damn near two years. I think um having Bianca stand tall uh, is exciting. I think without getting Becky's actually fully heal bianca is a full baby face um i think they've done an excellent build and i think you know there's just enough uncertainty on both ends and then we'll finally like i said uh this was the match that was teased at SummerSlam, right hey let's let's we would you, you know becky let's say we blow the roof of this joint and i think they will um so very excited for this damian priest jeff hardy sheamus very excited for this one as well i think they've done a great build all three of those men have had great singles matches against one another on raw uh united states title is really doing they have done a really good great job of establishing that title once again starting with uh bobby lashley's reign last year i think that title is a proper secondary title and again there's been just countless good matches uh for this championship with this year so far um charlotte versus alexa bliss i was not excited to for it for the longest time until this this monday i thought they had a little bit of work shooty promo that i thought was really entertaining man I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed, uh, you know, digs with each other about, you know, not being original. I enjoyed Charlotte's whole thing of, uh, you know, we're tired of this. Where is the real Alexa Bliss? And I think this is good. I think we're finally done with the supernatural thing. I think we ran into, into the ground. I think now we're going to see the the Alexa Bliss, kind of the the, the, the human and the, the wrestler uh, come back to life, which is exciting. I do agree with you. I think that Charlotte retains, but that's fine. And I think Alexa's retort that, hey, besides being a champion, you have no personality. You have nothing else going for you, I think, is also a real something really, really interesting that, that she said. So we'll see again if WWE, put, you know, kind of expands either one of those stories. But there's a lot that's there potentially. Uh, Roman versus Demon, I'm super excited about, man. Either, regardless of who wins, to be honest with you, I just, I think Roman, I cannot, in good conscience, I don't think you can say you're not excited for a Roman Reigns match, given that oh, no, every no, no. single one in of his matches. In good conscience, I can't, I can't, I can't, in fact. That's in good conscience. Because, because actually, every, every Roman match has been great. It hasn't even been good. It's been no, great. No, I thought ridiculous. him against Montez Ford was great. That's- no, the that's ridiculous. Brad match was that was a great. good match. That was that were all great matches, bro. I'm sorry. Ridiculous, I, ridiculous, ridiculous. You are capping, and that's fine that. because I'm, capping is capping is capping is, capping is capping is what you do. Capping is what you do. Continue capping, please. They were. I, I think Roman Reigns is one. I think he is now in in that conversation as one of the best wrestlers in the world today. Uh, and Finn Balor has been in in that conversation for damn near a decade now. Uh, so just to see what they're able to do is exciting. Uh, and then, you know, you add the, the whole demon thing, which means the ballot really can win realistically. Do I think he will? No, unfortunately, I do not. If I were booking, would I put Finn Balor over? I would. I do think they're in danger of getting that point where 
people are going to get sick of Roman winning. It's not there yet. People are still very excited. The crowds, he's getting the, the boos and the cheers that they always wanted him. He's the biggest star in the company. Yes, uh, yes, yes, and, he and is. reflected by yes, everything. Yes, he is, because you have sacrificed everything else in the name of him for the past half decade. So it does stand to reason that, of course, he is. You've mortgaged everything on him. So, yes, I, I am totally in agreement with that. Also, I will say he has not had a bad match since he's come back. Every single match that he has been good. I don't think every single match has been great. I thought last night he had a very good match with Montez Ford. That was, was supposed to be, that was supposed to be what it was. But to say that it was great is ridiculous because it just wasn't. It was very good, though. Fair enough. Um, again, I think we're splitting hairs on, on that point. I thought the triple threat was great. Unde undeniably great. Everything for Roman. And here's why. And here's the thing. Well, let's, let's, no, let's, hold on. Hold on. Let me let me get this point out the way. Okay, This is very, very important that I need some people to understand. When you talk about the lexicon of pro wrestling, you talk about how to build and establish a champion. You do not build and establish a champion to the detriment of another champion who just won a title. So what did you see? I don't think, I don't hold think on, hold, hold on, hold on. Not done, not done. Hold on, not done. Prepare yourself to sit and be educated and sit under the learning You're tree. Wrong. That's the Toyo is about right, to give right. you. Hold on. No more words for you. When you talk, things get worse. When I, when I talk about the history of professional wrestling. Now, he cashes in on Bobby Lashley. Biggie does to win the WWE title. Then he immediately goes over to SmackDown, right? He is, he is downgraded. He is degraded the entire show about how, oh, you made the right call. This is where you would have never cashed in on the tribal dude. You would have never done this. Then he gets jumped by the Usos, right? Goes to Monday night. We start with the bloodline versus the Usos. He loses. So, so he's so he's with looking Bobby like Lashley shit. With Bobby does it matter? He loses. Of course it matters. You cannot paint a picture that you want to no, 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 paint hold on, hold while on. living out hold some on, details. Hold on, because you're, you're not. You're not, you refuse to, you will bend to reason, Mike Alloy. And then in the triple threat match, now you do it good there when it's like, okay, you do everything. You don't pin him, but he doesn't win. That's the issue at hand here, okay? You don't pin him because you're like, oh, we're protecting him. But all he's doing is losing and looking like shit the entire time. So you're actively see. making him look like he is not in Roman Reigns' league. And all it's going to do is it's going to lead us to SummerSlam where he loses. Survivor Series. Roman, or, yeah, Survivor Series where he loses to Roman Reigns again. And so you're immediately. If it does be that way, I will, I, will, I will be on here and I'll say you are right. I do think, again, they're in danger of booking Roman strong. That match, and I'm not alone in opinion on this. I think that has been the general consensus, which doesn't mean nothing because me and you have always, you know, rallied against the general consensus before. In this case, I agree with the general consensus, which is everybody came out of that match looking stronger than before. I think you, 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 you have Bobby Lash. You look like the strongest competitor. He's the one who's been the most dominant the entire match, wreaking havoc, looking like the most powerful, the most athletic of the three. You had Big E looking like he can beat Roma twice. He had him dead to rights, and he had the match won twice if Lashley hadn't interfered. So you furthered that storyline, story you furthered that feud. And now I'm really looking forward to seeing Bobby Lashley and Big E go one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, and, and you have Roman escape with the win, which is what a heel champion is supposed to do. I think all three of them looked very strong, and I think all three of them made for a great match. And it did help that the match was great in the constant, you know, in the constant state of action for 20 minutes. See, you see what you did there? You talked about the match. I talked about the whole the whole continuity of everything. That's I, I will agree with you. I will agree with you that having New Day lose to uh, the bloodline was not. I don't know why you couldn't just end it in just disqualification once Lashley interfered. That would have been because, the right call both from the match Roman. perspective. But to be fair, again, and again, Big E looked super strong in the match, who was the most dominant man of the six in the ring, did not get pinned. Xavier Woods got pinned. 
So again, I, I do think that's important to, to bring out as well. I just explained all this. I just I just explained all of that. I just what? so again How? every I just said I I just said and again viewers listening please and, be that's fair enough. And, I literally, and, and I, literally I literally said hey you cannot pin him but he still loses. Oh okay, I thought so, you meant it just about triple threat. My bad. No, I didn't no, realize I mean, the whole okay. thing. The whole thing. So again, your WWE champion, this new, and again, this is why I say in putting the title on him, like, yeah, they're elevating Big E. Like, no, that's why I said it would have been more important to do it to Roman. And he even acknowledged that in an interview, it would have been the more important thing to do. So you're being half pregnant. Their way they're pushing him, it's a half measure. They're not doing it all the way. And you saw it in this, in what the past 10 days of how they booked their WWF champion or WWE champion rather. He did, by the way, we also should, should point out when he went on SmackDown, I believe he was the one who got the pin for himself and uh, and uh, Finn Balor. Yeah. In yeah. the, in the, was it the opener or the main event? I don't, sorry. This was two weeks ago now, so I don't quite remember. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, he, again, they, they I, I think it, I agree with you that there is some danger in there. I, for my money, Big E still looks, again, I think to me, he looks stronger coming out of that triple threat than he did before. That's all. That's just, that's just how I see it. Okay. And that's fine. Um, again, I'm very excited. All of this to say, I think Roman Reigns and, and the Demon Finn Balor is going to be a great match. I, if it was up to me, yes, I would have Finn Balor win the match. I think there's a lot they can do. That's the interesting, again, that's the cool thing about this whole entire feud, right? Maybe Brock Lesnar will be there. Uh, you know, who knows what he can do? You, there's still Seth Rollins thing, right? Seth Rollins still wants a title match. Maybe you have Seth Rollins screw over. That's not how, which would be upsetting because then the demon takes a loss. But at least you have, you know, Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins feud coming, which I'm something I'm, I really want to see. Um, again, there's a lot of ways you can play this. So I'm very excited to see what Ro- they're going to end up Reigns doing. Holding- Roman Reigns is going to break the record for the longest universal title reign. Roman Reigns could potentially have a two-year run as champion. That's, that's it's possible. Um, again, the you have to admit though the talent is going. That's not how I would have booked it personally. Um, but it's you know it's it's not the worst idea in the world just based off the success that he's been having. I don't dispute that. I mean, look, it's the most relevant the title's ever been. I still don't think it's a good title, but it's the most relevant the title's ever been. And they will continue to mortgage it against everything else. Um, so Biggie's eating a loss at Survivor Series to once again, because the WWE, the WWE champion has to lose to the Universal Champion. It is tradition. You want to talk about your, your Thanksgiving traditions? That's another one right there. So continue to mortgage. That's fine. They've, they've done it thus far for the past five years. Why stop now? We'll see what happens. Uh, I yeah, I hope they they won't. I mean, we'll see. You can make Biggie look strong. Obviously, having him be Bobby Lashley would make him look really strong if he beats him one on one. To then turn around and lose to Roman Reigns would not be ideal. But we'll see. Again, I I can they only did, say they did it with they did it with Drew. <laughs> they did do it with Drew. They did do it with Drew. That's yeah, true. baby. Although, but again, but again, it's important to point out the way that match was booked. Drew versus Roman. Drew did not look weak coming out of it. Don't matter. Don't matter. Don't matter to you? Because in the, in the, he took in like the three moment, spears and, 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 both, and the Usos interfering. But how did, but how did they talk about it? It's important. It's important to be uh, be honest about these things. Now, afterward, in the in the week, a couple weeks afterward, they were honest and they were like, yeah, it took Roman had to throw every and the Usos and the interference. How do they talk about it now? He's the tribal chief. He has dominated the universe. McIntyre. Da-da-da. 
Finn Balor, everyone has fallen edge. That's how they talk about it now. It's not like by hook or by crook, the tribal chief has dominated, you know, using everything at his disposal. No, they're just saying, yeah, he just dominates everyone. So no, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's the way they talk about Kenny Omega too, though, to be fair. Who has no, 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 no. They still, to this day, they talk about him stealing the title from John Moxley. Mesh, they mesh, actively, no, you're right, you're they right, still right. do that. They that's still fair. do they, that. They, and do, that's they, they do say he's the best wrestler in the world, but they do acknowledge that. That's fair. That's more yeah. than um, again, I agree with you. So it's on Street Profits. I agree with you on Liv Morgan versus Carmella. I think that I think uh, Liv Morgan, like I said, has been very impressive in her in her growth, and I think it's about time the company has acknowledged it and got her a singles match on the pay per view. I hope they give them some time. Um, uh, and yeah, the Usos were Street Profits. You know, those are two of the best tag teams in the world. I think they yep. they, they tore down the house when I saw them live at SmackDown. And hopefully, they'll get a proper finish. I don't think it's time to take off the title. Of the Usos yet, but right. uh, and also I think the Usos have uh, um, the American Alpha uh, yeah. neck based yeah. on based on the little face with SmackDown. So yeah. I do think they retain. I think Roman Reigns. I don't know. It will be a weird pay per view if everybody retains. So I think I'm gonna. Here's my because either one of these outcomes is a little shocking, but I think either Bianca or Finn Balor wins on Sunday. Either one of them will happen. Okay. Um, you know, give a give a crowd a little bit of a pop. It is from your your hometown of Columbus, Ohio. I yes. th- I think the good people of Columbus deserve to see a baby face win on Woo. on Sunday. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about the the pay per view? No, not really. So you're real not excited, man. I'm not excited. No. Are you gonna watch it live? I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I'm just not excited. Okay, fair enough, man. I I hope I hope uh, next time we talk about it, you will uh, agree that this was a great pay per view, which I think it has the potential to be. Right. Um, I think every match has been built, has gotten the time, and I think it's got the build it deserves, and I am excited to see what they do with it. Um, and I think that's it for us, right? We have our match of the week, and then we can get up out of here. Uh, Satorio, what is your match of the week? Oh, man, my match of the week, I think, is the actual best match of the week, uh, even better than uh, Brian versus Omega. It's actually TJP versus Davey Richards from MLW uh, Infusion. Uh, it dropped. You can find it on YouTube. It dropped three days ago. This is an excellent professional wrestling contest. Davey Richards has come back out of retirement. Uh, so I've been very curious to see what Davey would be able to do because he has a totally replaced knee. So that's a bit of a concerning thing, but he looked great. Uh, TJP, the person, we don't got to like him. The guy is really good in the ring. And so is Davey. And I thought they had an excellent match. So that would be my match of the week. Please go to MLW, support them uh, and watch this match. And it's the main event of their weekly show. And woo, it is something. I got to be honest with you, again, this week, I, and again, I think just trying to keep up with everything WWE and uh, AEW are doing, I have not been watching. I've obviously caught up to New Japan. I have not been watching uh, Impact or MLW or Ring of Honor that much at all. I do have a match with the week, though. I did do some, finally, I uh, watched some old matches, and I think with Extreme Rules coming up, I think this match is, is very extreme. It is from Ring of Honor, maybe the most extreme Ring of Honor match in their history. Uh, do you already know which one I'm going to say? It is El Generico versus Kevin Steen, letter war, uh, the final um, war between the two. Uh, just an insane match. Just yeah. a lot of, I believe this is where the please don't die chants were burst. Yes. It yeah. should have been. And yeah, holy shit, those two guys, you know those two are best friends because you will only let best friends do the, the, some of those things to you. 
yeah that's intimacy bro <laughs> that's that shit is that's more intimate than fucking because that's oh, like yeah. that's that's woo man yeah. that matches that matches wild definitely check it out it's insanity absolutely just uh, the the stuff that oh my god i feel so bad for both of the dudes just the sustained beating that generico receives and and just the, the welts on his back um and the fact that oh my god kevin steen just the fucking explorer suplex that he takes on the on a goddamn ladder it just doesn't make sense i don't yeah. i don't understand how you can do it safely uh but apparently you can um yeah both men uh just just go through uh through hell to give you an entertaining match and succeed in doing so they really do uh and i think ladies and gentlemen this is it for us thank you very much please uh, go subscribe go review uh go follow us on on twitter uh this has been give me the book enjoy extreme rules on sunday uh and uh enjoy uh enjoy the the, the abundance of great wrestling that the world has to offer guys take care <laughs>